you have any fun summer plans? None. None. I might go to Cambodia in October. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that more. <laughs> <laughs> Hey book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as we have a book club of two over a cup of tea. Our goal is to explore beloved genres as well as push ourselves out of our comfort zone and explore genres we might typically overlook or avoid. In each episode, we discuss a randomly selected genre. We will be sharing our reading experience and a brief review of the books we recommended to each other from the previous episode. Also a heads up, so that we can have a rich and in-depth conversation or maybe spoilers about the books we are discussing. All right, let's get started. This is season two, episode 13, and today we are discussing summer reads because, duh, it's summer. Summer! Summertime! So nice! (laughs) Although I want some monsoons. (laughs) Yes. We also have a full uh, array of guests today of the four-footed kind, so, you know, there might be some fun background noise, but just consider that the feedback from the dogs and perhaps the cat. I don't know, she's sleeping, so... (laughs) We probably uh, don't have to worry about her. No. But, you know, low-tech podcasting. This is what happens, people. It's true. (laughs) So uh, as we continue the Modern Mrs. Darcy 2018 Reading Challenge. That's a mouthful. It is. This is our book that is recommended by a librarian or indie bookseller. And uh, one of our books was recently discussed on the podcast On the Front Porch, which is associated with a bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. The bookshelf. So hmm. when we get to that book, we will do the big reveal. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. But before we get to that, what tea are we drinking today, Kiri? Today we are drinking Evening in the Garden Herbal Tea by our lovely friends in Portland, Oregon, Plum Deluxe. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, Andy and friends. <laughs> um, so this is a non-caffeinated tea, and it has honeybush tea, elderflower, rose, lemon, vanilla, some of our favorite things. Mm -hmm. And it's a very subtle tea (laughs) because (laughs) Corey accidentally steeped it for only one minute instead of three to five. Maybe we're like two and a half to three. (laughs) Anywho. So it's a little bit less... Mm-hmm. less flavorful but you can still taste the honey yeah and the rose and the vanilla it has a very subtle flower taste what mm-hmm. i like but it also has like that sweetness to it that requires mm-hmm. no sweetener exactly yeah yeah i definitely could see myself sipping on this in the evening mm-hmm. in the garden yeah with a little teapot and having like a little tea Ooh, party some shortbread cookies yes that yes would be really nice. or some scones Ooh, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. i'll make some tonight too late. I know. Um, these days you'll have to make a treat. For, I know, I should. But then we'll be all like chomping around. We'll eat it beforehand <laughs> and we'll just talk about our experience uh, after. We'd have to. <laughs> Daniel would kill us. <laughs> Ladies, you can't eat while you're doing the podcast. What? Um, but what I really like about this tea is that it is beautiful. Like you can see the rose, you can see the lemon, you can see honey bush, you can see the elderflower. Like it is so colorful and so pretty. Yeah. It's a good color. It's like reds and pinks and yellows and greens. Again, it's lovely. Yeah, it looks like summer in a bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So I so, give it two thumbs up. Or at least a thumb out up. of what? Two. 
Oh, okay. I could give it one thumbs up or give it two thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just do thumbs up or thumbs down. Fine. <laughs> thumbs okay. up. Good job, Andy and team. All right. I was just trying to be creative. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's Tuesday. We're all sort of wackadoodle. Yeah. It's and it's also one o'clock in the afternoon, so this is completely different than what we usually do. That's right. Because <laughs> I'm footloose and fancy free, and you got out of work early. And Holla. Because of the holiday tomorrow. Fourth yep. of July. Yeah. Now you all know when we're recording. <laughs> all right. Well, you all are probably done hearing us talk about tea and being... Want to get to the juiciness of the books that we've picked? Well... We should talk about summer reads first. Oh, yeah. Right. Tell me what a summer read is. Well, why don't you tell me what you think a summer read is? Why don't you tell me what a summer read is? <laughs> so a summer read for me is usually a very candy-like read. Of, candy-like. <laughs> so sweet. It's and- sweet and it goes by way too fast because you keep eating it or sucking on it and you just want to continue, 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 and then it's done and then you're sad. And it's maybe not the best for you, but it, oh, it feels so great when you're involved with it. Oh, yeah. Like naughty <laughs> British 1800 romance novels, I feel like are the perfect summer read. Oh, there we go. Although okay. the book that I'm reading right now is not very summer read-ish. Is that our next book? No. Oh. I'm reading a biography about Queen Victoria. Jesus. It's 800 pages and it is delightful. Oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> so bad i'm reading the cork dork which i am loving it's like my favorite type of immersive journalism it's about wine and it's so so good oh Oh. speaking of wine my friend i have to never mind okay oh and then i'm also reading a book about death uh, death preparation like preparation of bodies um around the world it's so cool. Ooh, I want to read that that sounds cool and it's really cool drawings in it and it's fascinating like drawings of dead people Sort of. I'll show it to you after we're done. Okay. But it's one of the books I'm making my freshman students read this. Did, oh I, tell you, did I tell you what my topic is? For no. <laughs> death in the afterlife. Oh my gosh. <laughs> are you going to read Stiff? We are. Nice. Yeah. Mary Roach, holla. Yeah, yep. That and Lincoln and the Bardot for fiction. I don't know that book. Um, came out last year, got lots of buzz. I'll tell you You're more buzzy than I am. Right. And then I have this book called Some 40 Tales of the Afterlife, and it's all these like short fiction pieces about speculating about what the afterlife's really like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So hopefully they like it. I might scare the bejesus out of them. I'm like, we're going to be talking about death. Welcome to NAU. <laughs> My name's Corey, and I will be your tour guide on this death tour. So, but I think it'll be good because we can talk about why does death scare us and why is it an uncomfortable topic and. Why is it important to talk about it and how other cultures don't see it as such a scary thing? So. Oh, man. I'm glad I'm not part of your class. Well, I mean, if you want to sit in. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I digress. So um, I don't know that. So what I would say, actually, is though I'm reading both of these nonfiction pieces, what I appreciate about them is that they are I can pick them up and put them back down. So I'll read like a chapter or a few Mm -hmm. pages and then I move on to something light and fluffy. Right. Um. I would agree with you. I want something that's going to move fast, um, something that's going to like suck me in mm-hmm. and that I want to like just sit and read and not do anything else with. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want it to. Yeah, I, I, I think I usually lean towards fluffier stuff, but I also like like mysteries and suspense and thriller type of stuff. To me, that's like the perfect summer reads, too, because, again, they go really fast and there's all sorts of plot twists and turns. And Yeah, I feel like the one thing I like about 
the Victoria book that I'm reading mm -hmm. is that it's about Victoria and she is a badass, but also it reads like fiction. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. So it's nonfiction mm -hmm. and they've done their research, but it is literally a story, a story of her entire life. And I'm yep. about halfway through it. So Albert just died. And so now it's going to be mm. the next 400 pages are about life after Albert, okay. which hmm. sounds, it's depressing. I was like crying today when I was oh. reading it. Is that who, the, the show The Crown, is that Victoria? No, that's a, Queen Elizabeth too, the current queen. Yeah. Oh, I bet that pisses But the off. movie Victoria, have you seen the movie Victoria with Emily Blunt? No. Emily Blunt? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about Elizabeth and Elizabeth too. Never mind. No, I've not. So that it's the, that's the same. Okay. So she was the longest reigning monarch until the current queen took her down. So fun connection. I just finished one book that's set in actually I'm reading two books that are or have kind of a World War II London E. Ah. I know. Um both new books out this summer. One's Dear Mrs. Bird, which I think I have that on my to be read list. It's you know, I so what I would say is that and take this with a grain of salt, but it's just to kind of give it a comparative like feel. Mm -hmm. It's if Bridget Jones or the Shopaholic was suddenly dropped into the Blitz during World War II London. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so kind of that naive... So it doesn't have anything to do with Lady Bird Johnson? No. Oh, okay. No. Nope. Naive, um, well-intended, always screws up young lady. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Hot mess. Hot mess. Nice. Yes. <laughs> and then the Lido, Lido or the Lido, I just started that one. I think it comes out this week. And it is... The Lido is a word for pool, like mm -hmm. a, a neighborhood pool. And so it's bouncing back and forth between modern times. And again, journalism. Weird. Okay. I didn't even mean to do these two books back to back. But... Rainbows. <laughs> but yeah, it's a journalist who's learning that this neighborhood pool is going to close. And so she's interviewing this old lady. But then it's bouncing back again uh, into London. Yeah. Times. Interesting. Yeah. A grasshopper just like hopped over your fence. It was amazing. Sweet. Damn grasshoppers. Man, they eat everything. My yeah. daisy bush outside, which is usually like the bomb, like it looks so freaking fantastic. It looks ill because mm. it's been gnawed at. Yeah. Ugh. Grasshoppers are the devil. I don't have any grasshoppers. Weird. Mm -hmm. We don't have any grass. Well, even when I had a garden, I didn't have any grasshoppers. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should talk about books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have been talking about books okay, with the random snippets oh, of yeah, yeah. other random things. So, um, so I, it was funny. I went looking for something on the, the interwebs that talked about what makes for a good summer read to see. I mean, I kind of instinctively knew. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about, yeah, but there's really not a lot of articles or anything out there. Like when I typed in, uh, best examples of summer reads or something like that, it came up with all the summer 2018 lists that everyone and their brother has made. Oh. Um, but I did find one article from the New Yorker that's delightful and really funny. And she, uh, talks about what she thinks makes a good summer read and shocker. Most of the things that we said we like, yeah. she said that's what makes a good summer read. Yeah. Um, but so it's super funny. We'll put an art, we'll put a link to the article in the show notes, but you know, she talked about, and again, this also depends on your taste. So maybe you do like to read heavy stuff year round. That's cool. We're not judging. Well, maybe, maybe a little bit. A little. Okay. But you do you, <laughs> <laughs> but frivolity and lightness. Um, one thing I, that they, that she said in the article that I thought was great was that 
the characters may be going through what they see as high drama, but to us, we're like, you all are crazy and silly. <laughs> yeah, um, like your book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that, yeah. I was like, my book? What my book? Your book uh, that you made us read this time. Um, made us. Oh, that's a, <laughs> that is a tell right there. Uh, low complexity. She said, oh, I want to be able to drink it half drunk on rosé. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about wine earlier, yep. too. Um, interesting and exotic settings, and then easy and quick to read. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, summer Reads or Summer Lovin'. Summer Lovin'. <laughs> Happened so fast. Oh, Greece. Okay, so let's start with yours. So I picked The Seven husband, Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor... Reed? Jenkins Reed. Jenkins Reed. And I don't know about you, but did you feel like this book was completely different than what you thought it was going to be? Oh my God. <laughs> I, was, I don't really know what I was expecting, but well, I was not expecting this. Well, I get what she did. And of course, a million spoiler alerts. Yeah, totally. We're going to talk the hell out of this book. Uh, when a book is called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, I don't anticipate that it's going to be primarily about a lesbian romance. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. In a nutshell. Yeah. Um, a very but, beautifully sad. Uh-huh. No. Mm-mm. Quiet. A very beautifully sad, horrendous uh, lesbian love story. Yeah. In the early 70s? No, I think it starts in the 50s. But no, she doesn't meet. Oh. The lesbianism, the lesbian no, love meet, yeah, in the meet. 50s? Yeah. Really? Because that's part of why, oh yeah, the, back in the 50s, Evelyn and, C uh, and Celia. Yeah. Yeah. They met in 1959. I, the page I opened up to conveniently, they met in 1959 during the filming of Little Women. Okay. So, the, yeah, in the 60s mm -hmm. and 70s, they had this ridiculous love affair. So, anyway, a little quick synopsis. Yeah. Evelyn Hugo is a... Is she Puerto Rican? Oh. I'm not sure. Or is her, her mom just from Mexico? She definitely has I think some Latino heritage. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and her mom dies, and she lives with her abusive dad and then decides to marry another Hispanic man to get away from her dad, and then that lasts, like, a hot second, and then she decides to... Well, and they head to L.A., so that's her they ticket. They head to L.A., yeah. That's why she marries him, because he's headed to Los Angeles, right. and she sees him as her ticket out of yeah. the... Uh, Hellhole of... I think it was Brooklyn, New York, yeah. or Queens, New York. It mm -hmm. was, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she marries him, moves to L.A., divorces him, marries another guy, divorces him, marries another. Like, seven times she does this shit. And it's all, like, in different varieties. The longest relationship she has is with a gay man, mm. her best friend. Her best friend. Who is in a relationship with her girlfriend's fake boyfriend as well. So no, like they were married, too. Oh, so, were they married? Yeah, Cecile so and... Um, Celia and... I forget his name. Yeah. But... Yeah, that was the whole thing. They were both married to and then they, to men, but they the men were with each other and the women were with each other. So it was like this full blown uh -huh. homosexual affair that is secretly hidden by heterosexual what marriages, mm -hmm. and that lasts for like ten fifteen years because right. Evelyn and what's his name 
I don't know. Oh, shucks. Um, Evelyn has a baby with... Oh, yeah, with him. With him. Well, and and part of it is is that because of what they all do and, and the time period and, uh, you know, Evelyn and Celia Max? are... Is it Max? Max, no. yes. Is it Max? Yeah, Evelyn and Celia are movie stars and so, and, and highly sexual kind of movie stars because of the time period. Um, Celia's husband is a football, a pro football player. Yeah. And then Max is like a big wig producer yeah. in Hollywood. So they're all like deep, deep, deep in the closet, um, but trying to, and, and they're in the spotlight. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out how to make their lives work and. Oh my gosh. Oh so my gosh. So much and... stuff happens. We cannot give we this. We can't talk about this book in its entirety because holy hot damn. Well, we, what we probably should back up and also explain. So the key thing to this is that it's when the book starts, it's set in what's supposed to be modern times. Mm-hmm. And basically a young woman is who works for a magazine and she's kind of really low on the totem pole, but she is requested to interview Evelyn Hugo, who has been out of the spotlight forever and is super, super private. But she says she's ready to share her life story, but she's only going to do the interview with, um, what's her name? I'm looking for her. (laughs) We are terrible. I read this book in like 15 hours. It was so good. I took a little longer, but it's been a few weeks. So we, yeah. So here you go. We should have probably made some notes about character names, but whatever. Anyways, you'll just have to pick up the book and get to know. You're still getting the good stuff. Long story short, so it's told. Her story is told through flashbacks. There's also a fun little gimmick in there where there'll be like little faux gossipy news articles that tell you like big events that are happening. And, um, and I should we should we should we spoil the big twist at the end or do we want to leave that for our readers Ooh, i mean i kind of want to be like bomb drop but i also want to be like you should just read this book because holy hell let's leave it because i think you know i think a lot of people that listen to this would actually really like this book and it is truly a perfect summer read it just came out in paperback and in fact i may even give this copy away Ooh. actually we'll probably get ruby both. Ruby, no. Yeah. No, Ruby was her, like, uh, person that she was in conflict with. Here, give me the book. Uh, give me the book. I'm going to find it. Um, but you could give some hints as to where it's headed. Yeah, it's, um, this young woman is going to become famous because she's going to write this, Monique. She's going to write this, not this. Tell all novel. Biography after Evelyn dies. Mm-hmm. And she can keep all the money. Mm-hmm. Evelyn doesn't want anything to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she's like, there must be a catch. Yeah. And so like the whole story, there's uh-huh. always like, she's always thinking like, but what is it that made her pick me? Right. So when it's in the modern time, so that's right now it's coming back to me. So Monique is, is telling it in the first person. Yeah. She's in the middle of going through, um, a, a breakup of a marriage and, um, and then throughout there, as she's, like, talking about going and meeting with Evelyn, she, like, there'll be little lines, like, little did I know, but a week later, I would hate her so much. Right, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, what's going to happen? Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I did not make the connection of what ended up happening. You know what? I, I was kind of anticipating it. Really? I was like, I felt like there had to be, well, what I thought, well, here, so this I was. I was thinking that Evelyn was Monique's mom. I thought that for a while, but then I realized her daughter had died. And so I was like, no. her daughter died. 
Yes, how did you Oh, breast that? cancer, right. Right. That's what the whole thing started is because mm-hmm. she was auctioning off her dresses. dresses. Yep, sorry. It's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back. Um, well, I'll, so I will say this. This is not giving away too much other than a little teaser. There is a very... Um, there is a very huge connection between Evelyn and Monique that Evelyn reveals at the end that is life-changing for Monique. Yeah. And it's one of the reasons that she hates her. So I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like if we don't say yeah, anything more... Yeah, we're going to say too much. And but you won't be surprised. So when you pick up this mm-hmm. book, you'll be like, oh my God. And then we want you to leave us comments on social mm-hmm. media and our blog post to be like, oh my God. Right. So I, but it was kind of fitting that we were reading this during Pride Month. I it was un, unexpectedly. I oh was yeah. Like, I was like, oh look at this. This is yeah. great. So technically, we read three Pride Month books. We did. Um, but I loved how dishy it was about yeah. the behind the scenes with Hollywood. And it's and, definitely the brain candy of like uh-huh. this most likely would not happen in real life, but it was well, so. Maybe. I mean, maybe, but I mean, probably not. I think there's actually this probably happens more than we think it does. Oh, I cannot even even imagine i think especially so. with that ending like come on there's just well, no okay way. well the ending but i'm thinking like the the people posing as heterosexual couples oh to yeah for reputation. sure that still happens yeah today. completely so i think that makes it relatable and like you know that there's still quite a bit of you know homophobia today and um you know, when you're in the spotlight, how do you, cause that's a lot of it. It's like, how do you be true to yourself? Like okay. if you are choosing, you know, and there's, I mean, I guess you can make an argument is that if you choose fame and fortune, mm-hmm. this is actually, here's one of my big questions. I always wonder is, do you think fame and fortune always comes with a trade-off that there's always going to be other things in your life that are never, ever going to work right? No. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Name me one famous person who has a perfectly happy life that has not had like a devastating breakup or something really embarrassing rotten happen to them oh i was just name me one i was just thinking about this the other day about like the quote-unquote perfect famous couple and who did i think of i thought of somebody Hmm. but i don't remember now i mean i feel like when people like I mean, there's just, you think of all, there's been, whether it's someone that commits suicide. I mean, you think about like someone like Robin Williams or. Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And his wife have been together for like 50 fucking years. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I I win. Well, but I'm sure they've had their struggles. Well, every relationship does, but they're two famous people. But I think he's had drug problems. We all have drug problems. I don't have drug problems. Well, you like candy or like sweets. That is technically a drug. Fine. Okay. I like sweets. That's technically a drug. I just, I, I think, unfortunately, we live in a world where if you are famous, and it beca- and increasingly more now that, you know, everyone has a flip phone, or a flip phone. <laughs> wow. Now that we're back in the 90s and everybody has flip phones. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I... Cameras, yeah. Camera, like phone cameras and things like that. Like, you... There's no escaping it. I mean... It's true. I stalk the shit out of Meghan Markle on Instagram just to be like, <laughs> what is she doing? It's the first black person in the royal family. I am obsessed. Well, multiracial. She's... Right, so black. yeah, she's yeah. half black, half white. Uh, has been no, I think she. Mm-mm, she's white. Oh, yeah. Okay. Her dad lives in Mexico, but he's good old um, Irish man. Okay, Coolio. So yeah. 
Um, they're everywhere. Everybody's watching us all the there's time. There's just like a lot of pressure. Yeah. You make one little mistake and, but I Jay-Z. just, <laughs> oh, but, or I just think Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. I, I am impressed by them. They're still together. Yeah. They've been together. Well, isn't Arnold Schwarzenegger still with his wife, even though Maria he had Shriver? an affair with. But he still, but he had an affair and then he had, got dragged through the mud. That's what I'm saying. I just think, I think I'll fame, I think fame comes at a cost. Yeah. I think if you let it get to your head, if you act like a normal person. I don't think you can act like a normal person. I think though. you can. I, I call BS on that. I call B- if you were famous, you were not normal. Period. End of story. So this is true. Have you seen the John Mulaney skit on Netflix? No. So he does this thing with Mick Jagger when he's on Comedy Central and he's writing things and he's with Mick Jagger. Mm-hmm. And so they're like trying to work out a fake song and John Mulaney's being really nice because it's Mick Jagger and <laughs> Mick Jagger is like, not funny! <laughs> <laughs> and then like John Mulaney starts doing, trying to write a song uh-huh. and Mick Jagger is like, no and then he changes the word and Mick Jagger's like yeah (laughs) and then he talks about how Mick Jagger asks Mm -hmm. for a Diet Coke and a Diet Coke just automatically appears like you don't have to say please may I please borrow your please cord because you're famous you can just be Mm -hmm. like Diet Coke and one just (laughs) automatically appears I don't think everybody does that I mean I'm not saying that famous people can't be good genuine down-to-earth people but you're not normal like you just aren't i think we should not say normal okay and say something else because i feel like well but i but i don't think they're normal but i don't think we're normal right okay i mean we like to bomb countries for no fucking reason excuse me (laughs) (laughs) we like to still bat you know be mean to lgbtq people like you know nobody's normal no one's normal i guess they are just not the average uh, person. Okay, they do the not average, live an average lifestyle. An average lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's my point. There's, I still think that there are some. There's nothing average about them. I think there's some. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be optimistic so that one day when we become famous, we can be like nothing has changed. Except for we don't have to pay for our podcast anymore because... <gasps> oh my god, what a great leading! <laughs> high five. Quiet high five. There we go. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think that's probably, so I think you guys got the, uh, the gist of Evelyn Hugo's and her seven husbands. Go out and get this book. It is so fun. It's so good. Yeah. It's so fun. I gave it five stars. So I think I gave it four, but I'm, I'm stingy with my five stars. Yeah, you are. Um, but as, as Carrie provided us this great lead in, it's time for our sponsor time. And today we are sponsoring ourselves. Yeah. Books and Tea Podcast. Books and Tea Podcast. So I know some of you out there are aware, probably all of you are aware, that we have started a GoFundMe account, um, fundraising site, for Books and Tea. A big thanks this week to Stephanie and to Liz, Mm -hmm. uh, who have uh, very kindly opened up their wallets and uh, provided us a donation. And we know that, uh, speaking of money (laughs) in our average, that we are very average. Right. And that you all are very average. Yes. With limited uh, money to spend on things. But we would just adore you even more than we already do if... From the kindness of your heart, you could find it in yourselves to just even give us $15. And with $15, you get something back in return. So it's not even like you're just giving us $15 as a thank you for the awesome podcasting that we do. You get your choice of tea for $15, which mm-hmm. I think is a bargain. And 
yes, it's still gonna be a little more than maybe what you would, you could, you're probably thinking, well, I could go out and buy six boxes of tea for $15. Yes, but this is hand-blended special books and tea podcast tea. Yep. It also covers the cost of the tea and the shipping it to you. So yep. there's that practicality so that we actually do actually get a little bit of your donation. Right. Um, so that's the other piece. And, and of course, if you go onto the site, you'll see if you do, I think it's $30, mm-hmm. you get both teas. $45 gets you a personalized book recommendation. Mm-hmm. And then I think $60 and beyond. You get the book, and then seventy, you get to be uh, a guest right. on our show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, for forty bucks, gets you just a recommendation. Sixty-ish gets you the actual book and the two teas. You get everything from the previous level. The more money you give, and we'll actually send you the book with a lovely little note and one of our cool new books and tea bookmarks that we're getting. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, wouldn't you want to be on the show like Sydney last week? Because. We're pretty darn awesome. Yes. And you don't even have to be in Flagstaff. Nope, we we, can do it on phone or Skype and you can participate from far away. Yes, you sure can. And how fun would that be to have a conversation with us? About your book that we picked for you. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So show us some love. Be kind. Help us continue doing this without fretting about how we're going to pay for things. (laughs) Because we're poor. We are. <laughs> yes. But we love doing this. It's true. So we'd, lo- not, we'd love to eliminate the stress of how are we going to fund the kind of operating costs that we have. Yep. Any other thoughts or comments on that? And, and P.S., it's super awkward for us to ask for yeah. money. So, you know, be kind. Just just start giving it to us so that we achieve our goal and we quit talking about it so that we don't feel awkward going, give and us money. And then we probably won't have to ask you for money for another five years. Probably so. Yeah. At least two. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. be realistic. Totally. Yeah. All right. The, the dogs are finally asleep, so Thank that's goodness. cool. I think we bored them to death yes. with our talk. With our book talk. <laughs> well, I was going to say with our fun fundraising uh, discussions. Yeah. They're over it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to my book. Hey, ladies! <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, we just woke up the dog. <laughs> so the official title of this, and actually I gave you all a teaser on social media. Hey, ladies, the story of eight best friends, one year, and way, way too many emails by Michelle Markowitz and Carolyn Moss. Yep. And um, so I'll start first. So this is our reading challenge book. Um, again, the bookshelf is a bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. Um, I've never been there. I'd love to go to Thomasville because the owner, Annie Jones, makes it sounds like the most charming little southern town. And I would love to meet Annie and her and go into her bookstore so that she could give me an in-person personalized book recommendation. But on her podcast a couple weeks ago, she was talking about how she just finished this up and how it was like the perfect little whipped cream light summer read. And I was like, yeah. This is what I want to read because I'd already heard about it and hearing her kind of chat about it just made me go, oh, yeah, this is what I think would be perfect for me right now in my life. And I thought it was super fun. And again, I think I talked a little bit in social media, but it is literally a series of emails um, along with some texts and some funny little pictures and drawings. Yep. Um, And it's these conversations and it goes month by month starts in January on New Year's Day and it goes for a full year over which one of the girls gets engaged and of course well really one well okay 
two, but <laughs> it focuses on one. And it's one of those ridiculous over-the-top weddings where it seems like money is no uh, no problem for the uh, bride's family. And it's things like, I picked out these shoes for you, and they're only $500. They're a steal. <laughs> and I already bought them for you, so please Venmo the money right now. <laughs> and, you know, and the idea behind the book, I've read a, little, a few interviews with the authors, is that they just really kind of wanted to poke fun at... The culture that we have today because who has not sent an email out to their lady friend group going hey ladies i have used those exact freaking yeah. words yeah and then each of the characters are supposed to kind of represent potentially represent people in your life mm -hmm. as well as yourself mm -hmm. um and you have and so you're like which of these am i what who which role do i take on in my friend group and what are the things that i am saying that is driving my friends batshit crazy <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, we should like guess each other Ooh, right now oh, okay okay i don't know if i remember everybody <sighs> okay i think that you Ooh. <laughs> i think you're a nicole which one was nicole was she, she the one that did she's all in this brooklyn and oh right and she's like a teacher and she's like i can't meet because i'm in brooklyn is that the one i don't think she's a teacher She's trying to, I think she's, is it her or Morgan? No, Nicole's the one who keeps like trying to find out, find a job, like find her like true calling. Oh, right. She's like the health, like the uh, designer. She ends up making yes. all their wedding yes. dresses. <laughs> you were totally Nicole. <laughs> I'm going to say, hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe a Morgan? Maybe. Like, well, Morgan is kind of like she gets upset with Allie and I'm a sensitive what? soul. Yeah, yeah I, I would say probably I'm a little bit of Morgan and a little bit of Katie. Probably Katie in my 20s. Definitely. <laughs> oh, Katie is a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> you are not Katie. But I was in my 20s. I didn't know you then. Okay. So I probably evolved. Into I almost more made of a this Morgan. really horrible comment about what. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm thinking of Ashley. No, Ashley's the teacher that's up in Connecticut. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're thinking. Yeah. So it's you know so I mean sometimes yeah there's like little asides where people are texting each other and right. they're like, can you believe what so and so yeah. did or my feelings are hurt. Right. Why did yeah. I do that? Like again, totally true to real life. Like you're like, oh yeah. I mean, even if we're not in a multi-million dollar wedding right we've all been part of planning something where everyone you know there's like the person who's always asking for money yeah um because saying that they're, well so what well, there's the person who's always going i'm broke can anyone cover me right then there's the person who's like i just went ahead and spent all this money right. and so now you all owe me x amount of money god that drove me crazy oh my god i wanted to like punch her in the face oh my god i don't know that i have anyone like that in my life thank god i don't at all because yeah. that's mm -hmm. just not the type of person that i want to be friends with and then caitlin who has her own business <laughs> yeah. and is like you should check out my <laughs> she'd be like i have a presentation on that <laughs> online if you want to follow my blog post it's 25 dollars i'm like holy sweet jesus or I did a presentation on that, and it's only $2,000, but I'm doing a friends and family 10% off. And yeah. you're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're kind of like, I mean, these are meant to be caricatures. Yeah. But when you start thinking, you can certainly come up with people in your life that have little touches of these, which yeah. I think is what makes it fun. 
Um, and I loved that on the back. This is what we were looking at when we were trying to... They have a little drawings of each of the characters. Mm-hmm. And then... So I would constantly, when I was reading it, I would be, like, constantly flipping to the back yeah. line. Okay, wait, who is this again? Yeah. And, like, and, you know, and again... Stereo- and it matches their personalities completely. Right. Yes. Yes. So... Yeah. It was super fun. I Oh, man. I thought it was great. I think Kiri did not so much. So I'm going to let her uh, voice her opinion, and then I'll jump in with my counter opinions, maybe. You know, I thought, like, keeping in mind that this is fiction, it was just a little over-dramatized, and I think it's because I don't, like, the Allie and Katie Mm -hmm. thing, like, they were just so... mm, what is the word I'm looking for? Like preppy. Mm. Like they Mm -hmm. were the two girls that had everything going for them Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they didn't have to worry about money and da, 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 da. And it was just like overly dramatized. Like everything was overly dramatized. But then I realized I kind of had a similar situation recently where I probably over dramatized something myself. And like, you know, I mean, it happens to all of us friend dynamics, are super hard and I think women especially maybe have an Mm -hmm. extra layer of hardness Mm -hmm. um and so you know I read this book I think it was before or after my like friend altercation Uh and so then I was like oh Jesus I'm like I did do this this is something that I just did um and I think it was just I think it was hard for me in the email thread to like Uh read who it was from and who it was to and mm-hmm. like the date and like mm-hmm. keeping track of the um, subject line was really hard. Um, but it was I a think fast that, read. Yeah. But I think that was a part of it though. Yeah. I, I think that was actually really to intentional. To show the shit show of email chains and people like. Like who does email chains? Like it starts off with like, hey ladies, happy new year. Do you want to meet at blah, blah, blah at this time? And I'm like, why wouldn't you just send a text message? <laughs> And then she, like, lost her phone, but she was able to check her email. Like, so confusing. (laughs) It's like, I guess we were doing that today. We were, like, sending each other Mm -hmm. emails back and forth. And then I just sent you a text message to be like, I'm getting off early. You want to record? But, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely do Hey Ladies. And if, like, when I was in book club, it was always like, Hey Ladies. (laughs) Or book club, like, the Uh Facebook was always like, Hey Ladies. I found this because we were an all ladies book club Mm -hmm. or you guys are still an all ladies book club, I think. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's realistic, but it was just almost over the top, (laughs) but I think it was meant to be over the top. So if you weren't in the head, I mean, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a caricature. It's meant to be humorous. I don't think it would work if it wasn't over the top. Yeah, that's true. I think it would be boring. Right. Um, I think it has to be almost too ridiculous. Because then you're like, come on. Right. You know, because again, we can kind of see where all this is going as that omniscient reader. Right. And so we can be that voice of reason. Mm -hmm. But if it was going perfectly, oh my God, it would be the most boring book ever. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a summer read. Like, it does not have like the... um, The layers. Yeah. (laughs) Compared to the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. It's a little bit... Mm-hmm. brain candy like compared to this this is a this lot is some deeper yeah. Yeah, yeah than that was and that was mm-hmm. just like a fun frivolous sure book of 
the crazy shit show of eight friends together and all of their goddamn emails. <laughs> but I will say, I mean, even going back to what you said earlier, I mean, yes, I think it's just meant to be fun and humorous, but it certainly does give you a little bit of pause. Yeah. Because you do start thinking, well, do I have friends like this in right. my life? Have I had a situation? Do I treat my friends this way? Right. Um, you know, there was a couple like really uncomfortable moments when it was, I think it was, was it Gracie? It was her birthday. Yeah. And they were like, it's not all about you. I'm getting <laughs> married. It's Thanksgiving. And I was like, holy shit. Like yeah. they ate her alive. I know. And then she like pieced out to be like, we need a friend breakup. And, and they were like, oh my God. I can't believe you would do this. It's not all about you. And I'm like, Allie, shut the F up. I'm going to punch you in the face. Right. So you got invested because yeah, you're like, completely. oh my gosh, you all are being so mean. Yeah. You are losing perspective. Right. And then, but then you're like, oh gosh, if I had a moment like that or have I felt, and then you start thinking and, you know, so, I mean, I think it's a fun and contemplative commentary on women friendships Yeah, and what we do to each other intentionally and unintentionally. And I certainly, despite the frivolity of it, I certainly, it made me think about how do I treat the people I care right. about in my life? Yeah. I know. I was looking back on that and I was like, oh man, Chris and I got married in the forest with two friends and our Buddhist teacher. Shout out to Laura and Edwin. <laughs> and that was like all we did. We like walked up there, did mm-hmm. our like hoorah, and then came back and had apple crisp is nice. what I made. And it's like, oh, it was so simple and easy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to plan anything. Right. But yeah. yeah, I can't even. I was actually kind of disappointed that there was no lesbian in the group. Mm. Like, I feel like... That's a good point. You had the black woman, you had the Latina woman, you had the redhead, the blonde, the brunette, the, like, nerdy Mm -hmm. girl, the stylish girl, but there was no, like, lesbian, and I was kind of hoping that that would be the case of, like... Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess would... not everybody has a lesbian friend. Like, I'm sure there are people that don't know a single gay person, which would I, I find kind of weird, but maybe it's possible. But I think it would have just been nice mm-hmm. to have, like, that difference of... Yeah. I I agree. I think... Um, I hadn't thought about that, but I think that's a really great point. Um, no, I guess that's a little note for Michelle and Carolyn if they do a follow-up. Yeah, is, totally. Um, I mean, make don't make it just because. But, right. But I think, yeah, not everyone maybe has... Um, someone that's LBGT within their friend group. Mm-hmm. But at this day and age, most people do. Yeah. Or they know somebody at least. Right. Yeah. I think what I would have found off-putting, actually, now that you say that, is if they'd had the token gay gay male friend. Oh, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, that would bother me. I don't like me. that. Yeah. But I think, yeah, keeping it all women, but... Yeah. Yeah. Incorporating a mm-hmm. lesbian of mm-hmm. some... Yeah. In some degree. Or even, like, a bisexual person. Like, just to have that... Mm-hmm. difference of yeah. opinion or view I mean mm-hmm. I have quite a few lesbian friends and not that they're any different than us but it is interesting how it can change the interaction of people oh, like sure. yeah there's definitely just with everybody it's every personality type or yeah. well, sexuality it's just more but, inclusive I mean yeah. you know they're always talking about boyfriends and yeah husband I know at first I thought and... maybe Grace was gay Oh. Because she was, like, super quiet about her partner, and then uh-huh. all of a sudden she got engaged. And I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping, like, she was, like, the closeted lesbian oh. in the group. And then she was like, I'm engaged to Stacy," And I'd be like, uh. oh, cool, there's a lesbian. Uh. Maybe that's why she was like, Ooh, well, maybe remove that's just... these from my yeah. email because you guys are freaking too much drama. <laughs> maybe that's the sequel to Hey Ladies is no, I think someone she coming out of the closet. Oh, ooh. ooh. That would be cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I hope they're taking notes. I doubt it. 
Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man. Well, so. I think both books succeeded in the goal that we were, however we felt about them. Yeah, they were definitely summer reads. They're summer reads. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, we're going to move on to what's coming up. Yes, we have a very fun summer series happening, which will probably mm-hmm. trickle into the fall a little bit. I think so. Yeah. We have one more book that we're definitely reading and discussing. Yes. It is uh, another modern Mrs. Darcy reading challenge. This one is a book of 500 pages or more. We thought summer would be a great time to pound that out as well. And we thought it would be even better to just do one book instead of two. (laughs) Curie, the voice of reason, was like, oh, we could do two. And she's like, or not. Or we're just going to do one. I was like, fine. (laughs) So we picked, we made a list and... I guess, I don't, well, who knows? It doesn't really matter how we picked it. But we picked Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. And in addition to being a 2017 National Book Award finalist, it also showed up on a ton of Best of 2017 lists. Mm -hmm. It's now in paperback as well, Mm -hmm. if you want to read along. And it is a historical fiction saga, one of my favorites. Uh, Four generations of a poor Korean immigrant family fight to control their destiny in 20th century Japan exiled from a home they never knew. So I'm excited from a cultural standpoint to read more about this. I know Kiri's in the thick of it and we're sharing the book. So I'm waiting very patiently (laughs) until she's done. No pressure. Hopefully this weekend. Yeah. But as Kiri alluded to, we are transitioning into a fun summer series that we are busy planning right now as you speak as we speak, but we want to give you a few teasers and share a few details with Mm. you. So we are taking our show on the road. Well, kind of. We're, we're going to have to take it on the road. We're taking it on the road. Yeah. We're going to do some on-site recordings at... Flagstaff Tea Companies. Woo. So we're going to be doing Flagstaff, Flagstaff, tea, Flagstaff tea Company. Flagstaff tea company. Yeah. We're going to be doing Leah Leaf House Tea. And then most likely Steep Tea as and well. And most likely Steep. And then... Then we're also going to go to some local bookstores. And do shows there. So it's going to be a hodgepodge, and we are, are super excited. We feel like we're building some really amazing partnerships yes. right now, too, which is cool the for Flagstaff us. The Flagstaff local community is lovely. So, you know, we're going to start, you're going to, for locals, you're going to start maybe seeing a little bit of some uh, special podcast picks at mm-hmm. tea and bookshops. And you can come while we're recording if you want to be part of it. We are going to start learning a little bit more about tea tasting yes. so that we can do more than say, it's lovely. We Good like job. It. <laughs> uh, so that's where we're going to start is we're with, especially with the tea companies is we're going to do some tea tastings mm-hmm. live and we're going to learn a little bit more about what are like some good qualities in those teas. We're going to talk about whether we like them or mm-hmm. not. Uh, we are going to also showcase some of our lovely local businesses and give the owners a chance to talk about why they started their business, mm-hmm. what makes them special and unique, why you should come visit them and spend some money with them. And um, we'll probably talk a little bit about books, but mm-hmm. the tea ones and the first round in particular, we're hoping to maybe do a series. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be mainly focused on the tea aspect. Mm-hmm. We'll probably talk a little bit about what we're reading currently and just kind of maybe shout out a couple books people might want to check out. Yeah. And then when we get to the bookstore side, we're still in the detail, working details on that, but we might be doing a little book matchmaking. Mm-hmm. We might be doing some recommendations. I don't know. We're, we're still working that out. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, 
recording might be a little wonky. We might not do bi-weekly depending on mm-hmm. everybody's schedules, but we will continue on and we'll let yeah. you know what's happening. We'll keep you posted on social media and on our website mm-hmm. as far as recording dates. So if it is an open recording and you want to come check us out and support us, we will let you know the time, day, location, all that fun stuff. But yeah, we are kind of spreading our little podcast wings and Try, you know, we've been kind of dreaming about some of this stuff for a year. Yep. And we thought this was a perfect way to launch into our second year of yep. recording. Yep. So. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Hey, book friends. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter. 